Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Okay. So, hey, everybody. It's Kara from the She's the Owner podcast. And um, I've stopped counting. I think we're on episode 22. I have to double check. But today we have an amazing um, kick-ass woman who I've just come to to know about um, in the last little while, actually. And uh, it's Sarah Centrella. So thank you for joining the show. I really, really appreciate it. Um, yes, thanks so for having me. I could, I could do a little, I'll do a quick rundown of just kind of some of the things that, that I've discovered about you, but then I would love it if you would just, you know, open up and tell, tell the Um, a little over 10 years ago now, um, about 11 years ago, when I found out that my um, husband at the time had been having an affair. And so it ended not only my um, marriage, like instantly, I I literally read a text message um, while he was in the shower. And 10 minutes later, my wife had, you know, been hit by a bomb, essentially. Um, And I had, we had three, three little kids. Our twins were um, just over a year. And uh, then our son was five and a half. And so it was, then it was right in the middle of the bubble bursting financially of our last financial crisis. Um, so timing wise, it just could not have been a worse situation. I mean, we were already barely surviving. Um, and so it was like instantly, I just found myself in a totally different life, you know, like everything yeah. I knew, not just my marriage, not just like, you know, the person I'd been with since I was 16 years old, but like every plan I'd ever made, every thing I ever thought was coming in my future, all of it gone just overnight. Um, and so it, the, I guess the good thing about that is that it gave me an opportunity to, to dream, you know, after mm. obviously go, kind of going through that first initial devastation, I kind of really clung to, if I'm going to survive this, I better figure out who I want to be now, you know, cause I knew I was never going to be able to, to rebuild that life or get that life back. Um, I was going to have to invent a new one and that wound up being, you know, kind of magical piece to my success. I had no idea. Obviously back then I'd like never read a self-help book and know anything about the stuff I teach now. Um, but it really was the thing that got me up and going and helped me to reinvent my life and, and, reinvent myself really too. Um, and find out who I was and decide who I wanted to be. Um, and it started with imagining, um, all of the things and imagining what I wanted. And then once I did that, I went online and I found pictures that matched those kind of visions in my head. Um, and I made my first feature board. Um, and about a year and a half later, it just started, coming to life and it hasn't stopped nine nine boards later (laughs) wow so so some of the women that listen to the show and and people in our in the community are 
I would say really, some of them are really new at the whole concept of what you're talking about. And although I do want to get into the feminine, masculine energy stuff, because I think that's, I mean, that's part of the, that's the show, but I still, I'm still fascinated by other people, women who, like when you first, when all of this, this stuff happened to you, what was the first thing? Like, did you, had you read a book at all? I mean, because a lot of times I find I forget who I was before I was into this stuff. So I, I have mm-hmm. a hard time saying to somebody, well, you know, I make suggestions, but if you don't know, you don't know. And you didn't know. So what was the first sort of thing where you're like, you know, started to dig yeah. into personal development? Like, what was that first, you know, yeah, you built, you built your future board, but before that, what was an indication or did yeah, it so really internal? The only kind of exposure that I had at all to anything remote to to what I um, wound up kind of creating and then eventually teaching was back in the day when Oprah used to have her daily show. Um, She had really, the last couple of years, had really started bringing on guests who were talking more about the stuff. And of course, The Secret was huge right around that time. Um, And I remember probably the year before my divorce, watching The Secret shows where they had, you know, the vision boards on um, and they had Louise Hay on, I think. Um, but at that point I was not, I was just like, what the fuck are they talking about? It just seemed insane to me. I was like, what? You put a picture of a car and then you drive like, what? Um, and, and when I had watched that show, we were in the middle of getting our house foreclosed and we're barely like buying groceries. And so I was just like, that's insane. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so I was really, really resistant. I would say if anything, um, and kind of forgot about it. So, but here's the thing about really anything in life, but especially a lot of the stuff that we teach is like, you could be resistant when you hear it, you know, listeners right now might be resistant and it could come back to you a year later and Mm. settle in, you know what I mean? And that's really kind of what happened to me is, um, I think it was there kind of subconsciously it had to be, because that's, I didn't know anything about vision boards before that, you know what I mean? Um, so it had to have been there and the timing, I had to have been more open to the the timing of, Hey, why don't I do this? And I think also my attitude had changed so much in that when I started imagining or or envisioning a new life, that was making me happy. And it was kind of the only thing that was making me happy in that time. It was such a dark time. It was scary. It was really just about survival for that first year. And so kind of the only piece that I controlled that made me feel better, you know, even during the day was, were these daydreams about a new life or possibility. Um, and I think, you know, that is definitely where I give credit is, is those first couple shows that I remember Louise Hay on one show. Um, she was the first person in my entire life. And I was 33 years old when this happened, um, who I had ever heard say you had the power to control your thoughts. And again, when yeah. I heard that, I was like, what is she talking about? Like, what is happening right now? I had no idea what she meant. I had no idea how you could do that. I, um, you know, then afterwards, as I'm trying to figure this stuff out, I did pick up her book and I tried to read it and I wasn't there yet. I didn't understand anything in the book. I was, it just made me more frustrated, you know? Right. And so I just went out and said, I'm going to figure this stuff out on my own. So truly the first like five or six years that I started doing this and I started on a blog, um, on my blog and I just was sharing everything. Um, and I was doing it in my own vacuum. I was like, I'm going to figure this out for myself. Um, 
I'm going to communicate it in the way that my brain thinks, <laughs> you know, which was really right. different than how everyone else is doing it. Um, and I'm going to tell people the truth, like what works and what doesn't and how to kind of hack the system to make it work faster and better in your own life. Uh, and that was really what kind of opened the door for everything that I'm doing now, because slowly I started realizing, wow, I was onto something that was really different by, by creating it in a vacuum, which I think is an important thing too, for a lot of entrepreneurs. Sometimes we just get so influenced by what everyone else is doing yep. that we water down our own stuff. Um, and probably the best thing I did is I didn't read a single self-help book and watch a single self-help video. I didn't know, I didn't know who anyone was in the self-help space till literally like two years ago. I wow. just was doing my own thing. Yeah. Well, it's pure that way. And I think I, I wanted to mention on, on make a note on one of the things you're talking about. So as female entrepreneurs, we, we are, and this is like, this is sort of the segue into the masculine feminine stuff, but I, you know, I'm, I've read some of your background. I don't, I mean, you don't go into too much detail about your past, past life, um, at least online mm -hmm. that I could find, but I come, you know, I come from two alcoholic parents. I was physically abused. I left, I was taken from them when I was 15, put in a group home because it was unsafe in my home. And so I, I had this from then, I've always had this masculine energy which to, to an entrepreneur is great right like it's the get shit done energy it's the i'll figure it out you know goal mm -hmm. setting all those types of things and i think the and i not that i think i know the problem at least for myself was i was too far into that side and so one of the things that when i discovered like you know probably on a year ago now about holy shit like i was single at the time i'm back with my husband because of a lot of the things i've learned over the last few months mm -hmm. um but I was sitting there single thinking, what the fuck? Like, everyone's telling me I'm smart, I'm accomplished, I'm attractive. Like, why can't I meet a guy? Yeah. What the fuck is the problem? Yeah, yeah. And it was then I realized, oh, and I, and I have four daughters. So I reached out to one of the 23-year-olds, and she's an artist. And I said, listen, mommy needs your help. <laughs> I need you to <laughs> right. draw some pictures. Here are some words that really represent feminine energy to me. And, like, let's collab and, and so I can start to feel in that. And one of the things that makes me feel the most in my feminine divinity energy, whatever we want to call it, is vision, vision boards, future boards, and visualization. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such, like, I love that you're saying that was the only thing that brought you happiness during that time. And it's true. Like, even when I'm pissy in my relationship, because I still get pissy, I still go on my masculine with him. As soon as I start to visualize my life, right. it's a fucking game changer. Like, all of a yeah. sudden, I'm soft and I'm... I'm receptive, I'm vulnerable, I'm all those things that represent femininity. And so I think this is a, it's a really, really powerful way for female business owners to get into their feminine is by doing these, these future boards and vision boards and like visualize it. I can sit for hours and just, yeah, like play it over in my head, like a movie. It's amazing. And I think it's, um, it's a critical part of success. A part of what I I did when I wrote my first book, Hustle, Believe, Receive, um, is I went out and I interviewed the 50 people who inspired me and the 50 most successful people that I knew. Um, and I wanted to kind of hear how they got to where they were at and, um, you know, what it was like in the early days of starting their business or what their hustle was like. And then what they visualized and and if it if their current life was matching that i was really fascinated by that um because mm. that's one of the steps of the method um that book has eight steps to success 
um, and and see it, which is this visualization piece um, and feature board piece is part of that. And it was crazy. It didn't matter who I was. And I was not talking to self-help people. There's no self-help people in that book. It was all um, real entrepreneurs. You know, there's athletes in there. There's fashion designers and whatever. So most of the people that I interviewed are not people who would have sat down and be like, I need to read all the latest self-help books and apply all those techniques and figure out how to get success. They were doing what I was doing. They were figuring it out as they go. They wanted something different and they were going to figure it out until they got there. And so the crazy thing was, is that through that process, every single one of them had actually visualized whether they even knew what that word meant or not. Um, And that to me was, a huge game changer because now I, as a coach, I work with so many um, women, especially and entrepreneurs who have never thought to really visualize success for their business. It, it, you know, it seems a little crazy, but it's, that's reality. You know, most people don't, they don't ever think of like, what's the best case scenario. Um, yeah. If I could have everything that I wanted, what would that look like? Um, if my business is, blowing up in the best possible way and it's reaching success far beyond my dreams what does that look like does that mean I sell it does that mean I franchise it does that mean you know no one's ever thought about that I swear it's like instead everyone's thinking about like how do I get through today um how do I not fail right yeah how do I not fail and so if you're thinking how do I not fail then all you're going to do is fail because the universe that's what it's that's the word it's hanging on here yeah and so if we could just shift and that was really what I did in that time, I was shifting um, without knowing yet again, uh, just as a survival technique, I was shifting away from thinking about what was going on in my daily life. And guys, we're going through COVID right now. right? So this is a perfect example. If you can stop shift, stop your energy going to COVID. Like we're here in Oregon and across the United States, we're all on house arrest, right? Pretty much. Um, Yep. It is what it is. So stop thinking about it. Stop looking at the news. Stop obsessing about it. Just start your life. You know, like it will eventually go back to normal. But if you can start imagining what it's like and how your life's going to change um, and all the things you're not going to take for granted anymore, um, do do all that right now. Do it while you're on house arrest. Like build that out so that you can start living it in real life in six months from now, in a year from now rather than focusing on what's going wrong right now. Because let me tell you, whatever you're focusing on now, whether it's the you know scarcity that's arisen, whether it's job insecurity, uh, whether it's financial stuff, whatever, all the energy that you're putting into that is just going to continue showing up long, long past COVID. And that's yep. the last thing we want. We don't want to continue to you know, create negative outcomes for ourselves for the next year when this thing might only last three months or whatever, you know? So yeah. that's a big thing. It really is. So, and, and I, like I, so I, this morning I had to run to the grocery store and I'm in, I'm near Toronto and we've been on like lockdown for, I think we're going on, I don't know, like 36 days or something. But f- the funny part is, I mean, like Ken and I, that's my husband, we, we've worked together at home for the last six years. So this is not, not right. for us. The, the kids are yeah. home. We have a 19 year old who works full time in a daycare. So she's home. And then the 10 year old is home. The other two are adults on their own but I find you know the energy like I said to him I can't I'm not going out I'm an empath so I feel everything all the time Mm -hmm. good and bad and that's okay but I do I'm aware of it enough now that where I have to sort of self-protect in certain cases but when I go to the Mm -hmm. store it's like everybody is not 
Now, most people, the energy is very fearful and very yeah, scarce super driven. Intense. Super intense. And it's like, like no one will I, even look at you. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, yeah, part of, and I will put, like, I put my headphones in and again, part of me just really kind of leaning into this feminine energy for myself right now is a lot of movement of my body. And so I'll be in like, I was in the lineup waiting to get into the store and I've got my earphones in and I'm dancing. Like I get zero fucks about what anybody's yeah. thinking about me in that moment. Cause I'm thinking I got, somebody has to shake the stagnation out of this group of people. Like, yeah. but it's, you're, it's funny because this is, I think if you're in, and I, and I say in our tribe or in our frequency, let's say like you, Jesse, you know, all the women that I get to talk to you and I'm, I'm learning about we're in the frequency of this is opportunity. This is like, I'm fucking on fire right now. Like I'm right. so pumped about this. And then I go into the world and I'm like, Whoa, you guys are all <laughs> it's like a reality shot. It's like, like we're, yeah. we're around a bunch of robots. That's what it feels like. Right. It feels like in the it movies does. where you would see like, like, you know, zombies or something. Right. Yeah, it is a really re- weird space. So you have to definitely protect your own energy and your own space. Cause totally. Totally. As soon as you leave your house, you're like, oh, shit, this is crazy. Right. And the, but isn't that kind of how it is anyway? Like, we don't mm-hmm. notice it probably as much because they're at their jobs or they're doing this or they're doing that. But, like, those are the people that I'm dying to just, like, wrap my arms around, hug, and be like, yo, it's okay. Like, this it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think and I think part of what I find so fascinating about female women like you and women like me and my uh, one of my children, she's my stepdaughter. She comes from adversity, we'll call it. This this shit doesn't scare us. Like if I, it's just another thing. It's just another thing. Yeah. If you've been through adversity, this that's what that training is for. Let me tell you, it was crazy because in the beginning of this, I thought, why am I not as scared as I feel like I should be? You know, because everyone was really those that first like week, ten days, it was so intense. And I really kept on asking myself, like, am I about to panic? Like, where's you know, like. Also, I I know when I, and I practice what I teach, which is how to protect our mind and how to, you know, so I knew that, but I also was just really kind of surprised. And then it dawned on me about two weeks in, oh, this is like, literally I've been through probably 40 massive crises in my life, like truly. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm not tripping because this is literally just another thing. It's like, oh, okay. Right. You know, and you've done the work. Like, you know, I don't know how much you know about Tony Robbins or, or, or that whole camp, but that's part of where I've learned a lot of stuff from. And it's sort of like anybody who we've, we've been preparing for this, like Mm -hmm. our mindsets have been preparing for this for you for 10 years, me for whoever, however long, like this is that moment where we're kicking everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel okay. Like again, like even if shit hits the fan, I've, you know, I've like, same with you, I've had a lot of stuff come my way and, my parents are gone, you know, same in the first 10 days, probably or the first week, there was a, a time where I was like, man, I wish my mom was alive right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely had those moments of not that she could, who knows what she would have said, right? But I, I just had that feeling like, yeah. And then her mom, yeah, and, and it's, but outside of that, and then, you know, you come to, you, you work on the mind and you remind, remind yourself, this is the reality of what you're dealing with. She's not here this is maybe a way you can communicate through heart or whatever to her. But uh, yeah, it, it, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm more fearful of how people are going to respond than I am for my own stuff mm-hmm. um, because they're not ready. And that, that's sad to see people like 
straight fucking losing their shit. Yeah. Um, but I think it opens people. up the opportunity for people like us to share what we know that is yep. keeping us sane. You know, so that's, that's, that's really right. what my focus has been. Um, yes. Is I know the stuff that I teach was built for this because I right. figured it out in the middle of a crisis. And, you know, I figured it out in, in like worst case scenario when I couldn't, when I didn't have five bucks for gas to get to work, you know, when I was, was on food stamps and that's the only way I could feed my kids when I had eviction notices on my door, you know, coming home from, from work, like I figured it out in the worst possible crisis. And so, you know, it's, it's like, if it worked then, it can absolutely work now and it does. And it, and, and people who are applying it are really, you know, seeing the massive, massive results. Do you, do you think people have um, a, a, like a, a myth, myth or a, a myth about like when they see somebody like you and they think, Oh, well, it's easy for her. She's got blah, blah, blah. Like, do you, or do you think that they're, cause I know sometimes people I've heard people say to you and I'm, Believe me, I am one tenth of the way where I'm going. I have huge plans for the next five years, but and I and I've listened to your plans too, which I think are amazing and very cool. Yeah. So, um, but like I, you know, I put on my vision board, for example, um, my car. I have a Mercedes, like a mm-hmm. SUV, and I had it within six months of putting it yep. up. And I hear some of my friends or people that I know do the oh, must be nice. Or if I'm working yeah. at home and they have to go to, oh, it must be nice. And I think, holy fuck. Like, first of all, you knew me when. So don't right. say this shit about it must be yeah. nice. But do you think that, like, and, and I, I sometimes resist the urge to tell people kind of where it came from just because I don't like to harp on it. But at the same time, do you ever find that people look at you and go, well, pfft, but really they have no idea the adversity that you went through and that, like when you say you have five bucks, I fucking feel that I was in housing when I, I was, I was a single mom when I had my 22 year old, I slept on a crib mattress. She was on it. Yeah. Head was on it. Like, do you think people oh, yeah. don't even think yeah. that should happen to you or t- talk about that? Um, I get, yeah. I get what you're saying. I would have to say, I, I think people know that about me and that is probably why they follow me and why they read my books is because they feel that from me. You know what I mean? And I I do think that most people um, that are in the public eye or whatever, we don't feel that connection. You know, I think, and that was part of my initial super frustration as I was trying to build, rebuild my life. Number one, there wasn't one single um, mom, like a single mom out there as a celebrity, even. Like there wasn't one that I could say, oh, she made it or she's okay. Um, right. Just think about it. Like, can we even name a single actress, a famous person right. who's a single mom who did it by herself? Not one. There was none in, in the space that I'm working in right now. I still can't name one. So there, there, you know, there was nobody doing what I was doing. And then when I would look at, um, you know, a celebrity or an author who'd quote made it or whatever, I felt such a disconnect between, I mean, every now and then they would say, yeah, things used to be hard. You'd be like, really, bitch? Come on. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you could break. feel that they were so disconnected from it and that right. they, you know, and so from day one, I've put it out there, all the nasty bits. Yeah. <laughs> like right. you can even go back, you can find videos on YouTube from two years ago when I was starting my business and my, I went from making a six figure income in corporate to leaving that and following my dream to do coaching full time. 
and it was a zero income. So here I am back as a single mom, like back at a place where I'm like, oh my God, or did we really just step back into this place where I'm starting from total scratch? And I would put that up there. I was like, this is terrifying as fuck. Like, I don't know where the next check is coming from. I don't know when I'm going to get that next client. Um, And, you know, at that point, people were like, should you be sharing that? Like, you're now at this level. People want to see a polish. I'm like, fuck you. Go find someone that's polished They then. don't, though. They don't, though. Like, <laughs> I'm like, because totally that's never right. been like, me. It's not going to no, be me, me ever. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's the thing. Like, I get caught up in that, too. Like, I swear, and I'm, but I, I'm never swearing at anybody. I just, that's, I, and you do, too. Like, this is part of my vocabulary. Yeah. Either you can handle it or you can't. Or you can't. Right, exactly. <laughs> Um, so one thing I, and we're, I mean, I, I do want to get, I want to ask you a couple of like the questions that I typically ask my, my female bosses on here, but I have a million other questions I want to ask you. Um, so who do you admire? Like if you had to pick say like two or three who are, who've mastered whatever, whatever you consider important, who would you say that you admire? Really just Oprah. I mean, she's been my guiding light since day one. Um, in, in so many ways, I think she's responsible in obviously a very, very far connected way um, for everything I have now. Like, had I not had those little moments of inception watching her show, um, and it was actually due to, due to watching her show that I even found out my, my ex was cheating. It, that was the topic what? of the show. Yeah, sort of God. Oh that was the topic of the show the day that I found out. So I was actually watching it while I was pulling laundry. And the topic was how to something along the lines of like how to know if you're something like that. Yeah, I swear to God, and I muted it. That's not the universe, right? Yeah, helping your ass out. Then I don't know what is. Wow. But the crazy thing was, I actually muted it because I was like, oh, that's not me. Like, whatever, I can kind of go back. (gasps) I was, I was disappointed. I was like, oh God, today show sucks. Like, you know, and my babies were tiny at the time, you know, so it was like looking forward to Oprah being on every day was like my thing. So I was kind of like, ah, damn it. You know? Um, but the crazy thing was as I was folding laundry, even though it was muted, the little, um, you know, tips would come up written on the screen, like whatever. And I remember glancing up and the tip was like, if he turns his phone over or if he can't find his phone. And I was like, it didn't even sink in at that moment. Again, our subconscious is crazy. Right. Um, so just went in one, you know, ear and out the other. But then when he came home after dinner, all of a sudden it came back and it was like a neon sign, like flashing in my head, like, where's the phone? Where's the phone? And it was crazy because I had never thought for one second, never, it just never crossed my mind. We've known each other since we were sophomores in high school. It's just was right. not a thing that I ever thought about. Um, but the second I had that thought, I knew a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I knew exactly. I actually even knew who it, who it would be. And I was, it was. Um, and so, you know, that, that has been really what I've learned from Oprah then, and, you know, through, through subsequent shows as she's grown, um, is, is the, is where so much of this has come from. Um, and also because, like I said, I make an intentional decision to not get caught up in the self-help world. Um, right. I, you know, I think it's amazing that so many people are, are out there and amazing. Like I'm, I'm supportive of that, but I've, I've always kind of considered myself an outsider and a rebel and I don't, I want my thoughts to come from my brain, 
You know what I mean? I don't want them to be a conglomerate of what everyone else is doing. I don't want to be sucked in by that. So I don't follow anyone on social yeah, media, no. but Oprah, you know, that's, that makes sense. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of saturation and even, even in the community that I'm whatever role in and people I know it is, it's like, there's, there's not a lot of original thought or a lot right. of original um, processes. Now, some of them are great. Some of the things they, they've been around since like the early 1900s from people who knew this shit before anybody and you know all that kind of stuff but like definitely I think it's important to have an identity that that is our own you know sort yeah. of uh, formula um but one thing I just want to touch on is like that the when you say you knew right away that's like that's again intuition is one of those things that we mm-hmm. I think as women we tend we do tend to like ignore and yep. it's that's when you're in your your core and in, in our core as women we're feminine beings and when you're in that and you and I really just say like from your head to your heart like for me masculine energy is your head and then not just for me but that's what's typically said and then what feminine energy is when you're in your heart but in your heart you fucking knew and that's crazy to me yeah because yeah it's how many times and- you ignore it even maybe who knows right Oh yeah. And I think that was totally the universe, like beating me over the head with it. Right. It's right. like, yeah. hello, bitch, wake up. Like, what more yeah. can I do? You know? Um, but the crazy thing was even afterwards and I was analyzing, you know, of course, like this, the first thing we want to do as women, but I think anybody you want to look back and be like, what were the signs I missed? And there right. honestly weren't many. And uh, there was like two or three um, that I found they were so faint that I, I probably wouldn't have, have recognize them as that but I think the universe knows the desires of our heart especially if you're putting them out there right and I always knew really from my first memories as a child that I don't know I just always knew I was called for something um yeah that something had changed throughout my life um you know initially I thought I would be a singer which god knows I cannot sing so thank god that one didn't work out um, but, you know, I always just knew that. And I, I think some, you know, some people do. And so when I was at that place in my marriage, it was really almost like a warring that was going on inside of me because I knew that I had to give up that hope and that dream for something more or, you know, stepping yeah. into my purpose or whatever you want to call it. It just was never going to align in my life that I was creating like in my marriage and you know I think the universe knew things that I didn't and was like hey sorry (laughs) you can't have both so I'm gonna destroy one so that you can have what you want um and I found that to be true many times many times we'll go through something that seems like the worst thing ever and then you come out the other side and you're like oh my god promise lands right (laughs) Mm. this is everything I ever wanted and for me a hundred percent. I can't even fathom my life any other way, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of scary part, right? I mean, you think about, holy shit, like what if I didn't catch it at that exact moment or whatever? I mean, yeah. nothing else would have come, come and hit you, bonked you over the head, but um, yeah, that's intuition is a powerful thing. Like every, even in business, like every time I like with the content company, I get, I know from the first fucking three seconds of talking to that person my instincts my intuition knows if it's going to be good or not 
And I, mm-hmm. in the beginning, I ignored it because I wanted the business. We needed to grow the company, all that kind of stuff. But now when I hear it, I'm like, I will, I, I've even said, I don't think you're a good fit for, for us. Yeah. On that trust your intuition. Trust it, totally. ladies. Trust it, trust it, trust it. Because here's always the thing. Right. it's going to, well, and it's going to prove itself right one way or the other. And if yeah. you don't trust it, when you know it's telling you something and you continue to do it anyway, then just know it will blow up in your face at some point, like hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent. So either you do it in the beginning when it's telling you and things could be clean, <laughs> not, not, not painful, but a whole lot cleaner, or it's yeah. going to like drop a bomb and that's going to suck. So, you know, just listen, stop arguing. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I guess I think some of the time it's the lesson that, that they get from not listening as well. And then they really fucking learn to listen if they haven't. The first well, we time. hope, that, right? That's that's, yeah, I guess so. Not always. I mean, we but. hope there's many people who will just continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over those self-sabotaging behaviors. So, right. you know, I had done many of those before I got wise and was like, right. Oh, my intuition gave me a red flag on that one and that one and yep. that one and that one. And it was the same red flag. And I chose to, to fight it every time. And, look at the outcome every time. So I always tell people all the time, just, just analyze your life. That's all you have to do. Really. Yeah. yeah, Just sit down with a notepad and see if you can find patterns in your life and, you know, maybe write down the 10 things, like the 10 worst decisions you ever made, or like the 10 things that went really wrong in your life and the 10 things that went really right. Right. And the things you're most proud of the biggest moments of your life and, and just ask yourself, you could, we can all put ourselves back in those moments, the moment we made mm-hmm. the decision. Um, and if you can go back there in your mind and you can even conjure up what you were feeling then, and you will be able to see, Oh, I made that decision, even though I knew I shouldn't have. Right. And then that was yeah. the result. So if, if that's, I'm all about proof, like I'm such a proof freak. So find your own proof first, cause that will convince you way better than me telling you or anybody else telling you go find your own pattern find your own proof so if you can do that then you know that you can change it moving forward because all you have to do is put out a new signal to get a new result and start paying attention so i'm going to i'll ask you the the standard so what does feminine and masculine energy mean to your head versus heart like what how does that what does that look like for you in your life and business and personally so I have to be totally honest. I know this is probably not the answer that you want. I have no idea. <laughs> I've literally never heard of this before in my life. Um, cool. This is the That's bubble. Good. This is the bubble I live in. <laughs> um, well, so literally it, you talking about it today is probably the most exposure I've ever had. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because that's part of the thing that I find so fascinating. And, and there's sometimes I talk to women who like fully understand that they've done, you know, years of understanding themselves. And then women who like you and I are like, what? But when I, when I talk about it, it's really about like, for example, in my, from business to personal in business, I'm a totally, I'm in my head. I'm like I said, I'm doing goal setting. I'm doing all that shit, get shit done. But if I come home and I behave that way with my spouse, we're fucked because mm. he is, wants to be alpha dog. And I mm-hmm. want him in my, in personal relationships, women definitely want not that an alpha dog doesn't mean, you know, a lot of women oh he's an asshole no that's not what it means a mature masculine man and his mature energy will be the one who's like you know magician taking care of shit making sure you're okay all that kind of stuff and that's the thing that I found so interesting over the last year of learning is that I was showing up 
like I've got my dick in my hand and he's got his mm-hmm. dick in his hand and we're having a pissing contest. And, and you're tired. Yeah. And that's, but that's what we do. Women, fierce, strong women, we don't know how to turn it off. And so the whole mm-hmm. exercise of me, you know, interviewing women and talking to women and doing all of the stuff that I'm doing is to really have, tell the, the ones who get it to help me understand it better. And the ones who've never heard it to say, Hey, have, yeah. you, have you felt this way? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's fucked. Like I left my relationship a hundred percent blaming him. We were married for 20 mm-hmm. years. Like we'll have been married 20 years. We have four kids together. And then in December, I came back understanding this whole thing where I was just being a dick. Like, yeah, but I, because I, and again, like my background, I always had, and, and not that masculine men are dicks. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, as a woman, I was in charge all the time and I'm. Yeah. It's different energy. Clean, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. people clean something and I'd be right behind him telling him how wrong he was. Oh, well that's mm-hmm. super helpful, but that's how yeah. we are. We need to be in business. And so I, I love that you're the honesty that you, that you haven't heard about this. I hadn't either, but it's, it's just who, how yeah. we're built. We want to be soft and squishy, empathetic at times. And at times we need to be hard asses, but not knowing when to shut it off is really, it will challenge the parenthood and it will challenge relationships, all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense. It definitely, definitely makes sense. You know, like anything else, once you, once you know, and you know how to control something or turn it on and turn it off, then you're that much more empowered. Yeah. And I think, and, and going back to what you do, that the conversations you're having, that is what's that's in, that's in the heart talk because when you're asking women and, and I don't know if you, if you're coaching guys as well, but like when you're asking people to like dip into this beautiful life, they want to create that you can feel that shit is in your heart. No one's thinking anymore. They're feeling. And yeah, a gorgeous place to be in. Like that's well, I'm, I'm there way more. And that's why we got back together. Totally honest. Like, cause I bought, out of the way and he was able to show up as the man he wants to show up as without me trying to challenge him every five seconds right right and you can go together instead of like yeah magnets magnets that are facing against each other right like pushing each other away yeah 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 makes sense so hopefully I gave you some some clarity on it um yeah yeah it's a beautiful thing like it's you know and I know like I, I have four daughters and I've totally raised them all to be like men I swear to God. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And I look at them now and they're like, but mom, you taught us to be strong and da da da. And I was like, okay. Yeah. It's gotta, there always has to be balance. There has to be some totally. balance, you know? Yeah. Totally. Otherwise, like, yeah, you're stuck. charging totally. through life. That's right. Um, and Oprah, she's, she's on my, my, um, I just did a, a podcast, um, future board and she's on it because I think she exemplifies that. Like she understands the balance of, being a totally boss woman, but then softens and has this beautiful mm-hmm. relationship. Right. And so yeah. that she's, she's on my list of, there's a few, you, you were on there and Jesse nice. was on there. So I'm just ticking them off now, but um, <laughs> yeah, she's open. I love it. Guy. Oh, she's awesome. But cool. All right. Well, thank you like so much for, I mean, we went longer than I normally go. I could talk to you for days, but um, I so appreciate you coming on. I know it's, uh, yeah, it's, absolutely. You don't know the person. So, um, thank you, thank you so much. But um, yes, thanks yeah, for having me. Where can people find you once? Once? We're uh, done? Yeah, so they can go to Sarah with an H, Centrella dot com, um, and I'll send you over the link for that too. And everything is on there. So you know, 
services. I'm doing a virtual tour right now because I was doing a live tour before COVID. Um, and half of it has been uh, pushed. But in the meantime, I'm doing a virtual tour so that uh, okay. if anyone wants to learn more about what I'm doing, that's a great opportunity to do that. Um, and there's links to my books there. Obviously, you can get them on Amazon or anywhere books are sold um, as well. But yeah, thank you so much. And, and Instagram, that's where I am most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> at, okay. at Sarah um, and just guys, if you're looking to get the books, uh, Sarah's put a little note, but Amazon is, is taking forever for a lot of stuff. Um, so you're just saying that they could get it a, a few different places, which is all the yeah, and you can take a look. Barnes and Noble is much better at it. And then we're also trying to support small, small bookstores. So I have the right. link on my website to that, which is, is really helpful if people feel that. Um, awesome. Then, yeah. Support, support the small business. No kidding. For sure. For sure. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely chatting with you and uh, take care. We'll keep in touch and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.